0: You know, Kevin Barker, when uh, Garrett Cole gets his Cy Young Award, I mean, you think he might want to give the Jays a shout-out? I mean, he's basically owned them this year. Now, I'm not saying that he wouldn't win the Cy Young Award without games against the Blue Jays, but, I mean, my goodness, he's uh, he certainly uh, used games against the Blue Jays this season to uh, to... To, uh, to bolster his statistical uh, – his, his his statistics towards the Cy Young Award. I mean, he was just – he was dominant again tonight. There was nothing going on for the Blue Jays.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was pretty easy too, right? It was, you know, the the key to pitching, at least elite guys are, throw strike one, it was 22-29. Threw bu- a bunch of strikes. It was 105 pitches, 72 strikes. Like, it was – you know, he's in a rocking chair. It's glove side. It's fastball. He wants to go up with two strikes. He goes up with two strikes. He wants to throw a breaking ball away to a lefty to either get a easy out or get ahead of a lefty. That's what he does, right? It's you can work both sides of the plate. You can be a little unpredictable. It's sequencing, and it's taking the sting out of the bat, and that's exactly what he did. It's If you had any doubt if he's going to win the Cy Young, I think that's erased.
0: Twenty-eight and two-thirds innings against the Blue Jays this year. allowed one earned run. Ouch. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the Jays, after tonight's 6-0 loss, have now lost the first two games of this three-game series against the New York Yankees. They're holding the wild-card spot, uh, becoming more and more precarious again, as has been the case, and I imagine as will be the case for the rest of the season. We'll keep an eye on the out-of-town scoreboard. Um, hopefully, I guess if you're a Jays fan, hopefully you'll get some help from uh, in, in, on the out-of-town scoreboard. Um, 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590, the numbers to call. 6 nothing. the Blue Jays have lost to the New York Yankees. Uh, Jose Barrios was okay. Um, not great. Uh, Aaron Judge had a couple of home runs. Uh, which is kind of what Aaron Judge generally does, Kevin, mm-hmm. when uh, when he's at the Rogers when he's at the Rogers Center. Uh, the second home run off of Trevor Richards. Trevor Richards threw him what threw him what four changeups, four change-ups in, a yeah. in a row. It's yeah. his best pitch. Yeah, it is, and um, it doesn't get hit that often. Are you, do you have any issue with the with the way he approached
1: it? I look. I admit, would you like to see him throw four in? Probably not. I mean, the closer that changeup is to you, the more and the better chance you have of timing that up mechanically. I I mean, you could argue Aaron Judge is the best hitter in baseball. I mean, he's the best hitter walking. When he's healthy enough to be able to get it in the zone quick enough, use the leverage that he has. I mean, he took a two-seamer line drive over the right field fence. He pulled a changeup. I mean, that's hitting 101 right take the fastball the other way pull the off-speed pitches. like i mean it's just it looks simple and we talk about this a lot with the phone booth right everything's happening inside the phone booth and it's rare that you see him take a weird off-balance swing and when you you know are as comfortable as he is at the plate it's i tried to walk him when you know you try to walk him it, it it puts a, a lot of pressure on the on the pitcher, the guy standing on the mound, to make the perfect pitch to the to the guy that's behind him. I mean, he 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 creates havoc. Like it's just when he's walking, when he's standing on the on deck circle, everybody's thinking about what they're supposed to be doing. Like, what what do I do, Coach? Where do I go? How do I stand? Like, where do I throw this? And when you do that, you think too much. You throw four pitches, and you leave one over the middle of the plate, and he hammers the thing. That's. That's what the best hitter in baseball does. What were
0: you doing on uh, September 27th, 2016, Kevin Barker?
1: I'm sure I was with you somewhere. (laughs) Uh, I don't know about that. Has it been that long? Um, It's been a long time.
0: September 27th, 2016. 2016 was the last year the Yankees did not make the playoffs. September 27th, 2016, in a game against the Jays. There were two dugout clearing incidents, and one of them, Joaquin Benoit, who'd been really good for the Blue Jays after being acquired on a trade, he was had an ERA of zero point three eight and twenty three and two thirds innings. He was two and zero at one save. He was a valuable part mm. of the bullpen. He tore his calf running out of the bullpen in that uh, dugout clearing incident. Travis uh, or Devin Travis, I should say, Devin Travis injured his shoulder in one of the uh, mm. in one of the altercations as well. Of course. Joaquin Benoit would have been uh, would have been nice to have them uh, in uh, in in 2016. But it remains to be seen whether or not remains to be seen whether or not this loss tonight uh, to the Toronto Blue Jays uh, has as much of a or this loss tonight to the Yankees weighs as much in the Toronto Blue Jays postseason aspirations as that particular one did. Um, Can't say we're surprised with what we saw tonight. No. From Garrett Cole. You you talked about it. Glove side. Everything. Glove side, (laughs) command everything.
1: That's what it is. Everything was great. Yeah, it's cutter away. It's fastball away. It's an occasional fastball up. Right. When he's toying with you, he can sprinkle in some some breaking balls early in counts. He can throw the change up basically when he wants to, but it's the command glove side. When it's elite like it was tonight and all year. I mean, he's not giving up any home runs. He's throwing strike one a lot, like over 67%. That's a lot. League average is around 60%. Like, that's a lot of strike ones. And when you're getting ahead that way against some elite hitters, it gives you a better chance to be more efficient and go 105 pitches through nine innings. And the worrisome part of this is is how big the separation is between the Jays' lineup and good pitching. You notice that? Uh, yeah. Like, they, it's not hard. Well, and, and sometimes this is, for good pitchers, you're not going to work see, through the Jays lineup, and for me, that's a little worse.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, look,
1: Derek Cole, did,
0: did Garrett Cole look like he was working tonight? Dude. Did he? I don't. Did he? Do you look like he was? Did he have to throw hard? I don't think so. I mean, it didn't look to me. It, it, it looked to me like he was barely breaking a sweat out there, um, you know, and and. <laughs> You know, you got Luke Weaver tomorrow night, newsflash, you're going to get more Garrett Coles and Luke Weaver in the playoffs. If you make the playoffs, Mm -hmm. you're going to get more guys like Garrett Cole. You're going to get everybody's best uh, in that particular situation. And, um, yeah, Uh, this is – presuming the Jays do end up going to the playoffs, which I think they probably still will. Mm -hmm. But presuming they they do. Uh, The memory of this – of the way Garrett Cole went at them understanding Garrett Cole is really good but the memory of the way Garrett Cole went at them is is really going to linger I mean they were I I wouldn't even say they were overmatched Kevin they were never in the game
1: yeah uh, they just weren't never never in the game I mean he gave him pitches to hit look I I'm not standing in the box and and the people that I've talked to that have faced Garrett in the last couple years say for whatever reason the fastball plays up I mean I know he throws 99 miles an hour but it has good spin to it and it looks like it's riding through the strike zone, and that's what the elite guys do. And, you know, we saw some pitches that were missed, some change-ups he left a little thigh high. We saw one to Blatty, and, you know, we saw, I think, one to Kiermaier earlier. That was the fastball down the middle. Like, we saw some balls that you would think, man, they should be hammering those, and, and they're not. And that's why I said the separation between good pitching and the lineup, it's – the pitching for the Blue Jays is going to take them as far as they're going to go in the playoffs. It's It's – for me, anyway, it's that simple. Luke and Oshawa, you're on Blue Jays Talk. Hey, gents, how's it going? Going well. I mean, Good all things heard.
0: considered. Yeah, all
2: things considered. I want to preface this by saying that I'm confident the Jays will make the playoffs. And I'm confident we're going to go, go on a run here.
0: But oh, I don't what I need that. an
2: answer on is, how can we explain the approach to Judge tonight? Like, who decided to pitch to him? He's the the best hitter in baseball right now. The rest of their lineup's terrible. Is that the khaki's decision? Is that on Schneider? Or is that just the pitchers not listening when they're going through the meetings in the morning? I'd, I'd like you to shed some light on that, please.
1: Gabo? Well, I mean, the, the first inning, uh, his first at bat, he punched out, right? that That's a good one. You get the first guy out in front of him, you attack him the way you're supposed to attack him. What was it? the His second at bat was in the – D.J. LeMay, who walked in the fourth. Yeah, the four-pitch the the four walk, right? That's yeah. what you're trying to do. You try and control traffic around him. So if you want to go after him, it makes it a little easier that, right, you're trying to make the perfect pitch. If you don't, you can walk him. It's a runner on first base with one out. You don't do that. You have to sort of attack him, and that's when you leave – a two-seamer, middle-of-the-way, thigh-high, and he line drives a homer run to right field. Uh, look, it was a decent pitch. That That's, you know, his first home run was a decent pitch. The Trevor Richards at bat, that's his best pitch, right? I, do I like four change-ups in a row middle in to the best hitter on earth? Probably not. But, you know, again, this is – got game plans going in. Uh, you know, we've, we've seen that the last time they played the Yankees, John Snyder's not going to let him beat them. But – there's only so many times because of the way the pitching's been that you're basically telling them dudes, hey, basically we think you can't get him out. I mean that, and that's a that's a tough take, right? So I think there's a fine line there. You got to play and and you got to make good pitches. And when you don't, look, the sinker middle away is a good pitch. That's just a dude having a good approach, thinking right. He's not going to throw me in early in a count. He might throw me away. I'm going to look for something on the plate for a strike. Get it up. If I got a nice pass, take my A swing. I don't have to pull the ball to have success. And this, for me, is more about the hitter than it is the pitching. Like he does this to a ton of pitchers. Like
0: yeah, if you're uh, yeah, if you're interested. By the way, uh, because we've talked about offense in this ballpark, Aaron Judge certainly doesn't seem to have an issue uh, with the uh, Rogers Center. New. Uh, Dimensions, old dimensions. He's homered seven times in his last six games at the Rogers Center. He's got a two point zero six two OPS, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. in one hundred in one hundred and six games against Toronto, he's got thirty four homers. He's got seventy RBIs. That's uh, the second most against a single team, okay. of course. Uh, Baltimore Orioles, thirty nine and eighty five. He owns the Orioles as well. But uh, yeah, um, Aaron Judge is he's awfully good. And he's really, really, really awfully good against the Blue Yeah,
1: I didn't answer the question. It's John Snyder that will tell them one way or the other, either to walk him. I mean, they're not. He's not going to say pitch to him. No, I think the, the he'll call, just I say he'll think he'll, I think, I think he'll the caller, say hold up
0: the four fingers. Well, the walk. caller was also asking about the game the game planning, like when you go over the who is involved. Yeah,
1: his first homer, that's a good pitch. His second homer, the pitcher on the mound got beat with his best pitch. Do you like four in a row? Probably not, but it's his best pitch. Yep. I mean, it's just an elite offensive player. That's the top end. You ain't going to see no better. So, sometimes you got to tip your hat to that guy. Daryl and Whitby, you're on Blue Jays Talk.
2: Hey, guys. How are you? Doing okay. At what point, like, I'm tired of this. All the Blue Jays are facing good pitching, and they're making excuses for it. I mean, come on. Like, you got good hitters there, too, like – Pick your poison. I mean you're going into the mm-hmm. playoffs. You're not gonna be playing against uh rookie ball pitching, so they're gonna have to get their act together soon or uh, they're gonna well, it's find possible they're not, out very it, easy.
0: It's possible they're not that good. Do you ever think that that their their hitters aren't as good as Garrett Cole?
2: Well, I mean, no, but still, I mean, yeah, Garrett Cole, but I mean you got you got guys in the big leagues, like you gotta be able to hit that that, that kind of pitch, right?
0: Yeah, so I mean, it Yeah, it's. Well, fair. they haven't actually hit him very hard this yeah. year. They were crushing. Like, all, him all, I'm saying, all I'm saying, Cole, all I'm saying is Garrett Cole. All I'm saying is Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is better than the Blue Jays lineup right now. I mean, we know that the Blue Jays lineup's not very good. That's been the issue all year.
2: The, the um, other thing all year too that I wanted to get into is, I mean, you got good hitters on the Blue Jays, and they've seemed to be off all year, inconsistent, like a. At what time, at what point does the hitting coach come into play here? I mean,
0: well, we've talked about it three, three months ago. Yeah, Daryl, we've talked about right? the hitting That's coach. That's a great question. We've Darryl. talked about a yeah. hitting coach on this show and on Blair and Barker yeah. all the time. Yeah. I mean, we just have. We've talked about the hitting coach, the hitting philosophy, the hitting mm-hmm. strategy. I mean, thanks for the call, whatever you want to call it. Um, they're not changing it now. I'm pretty certain about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've been told all along. To trust the process yep. and that, Bull, we have that eventually all that good work will be uh, the results of that. The fruits of that good work of adhering to the process will be that this team looks like a decent offensive team. I haven't seen it so far. And it's September 27th. And uh, Daryl's absolutely right. You're you you going to see more Garrett Coles when you, if, you, if you do go to the playoffs.
1: Uh, not, not Garrett Coles.
0: Oh, okay, pardon me, Tyler Glad You're you're yeah. seeing everybody's best. There you go. Uh, and um, you know, I mean, I've, I'll tell you, I've seen enough of this team. I'm glad they're opening on the road if they do make the playoffs. Oh, no question. I'd almost rather punt home games and and play all my playoff games on the road. These guys can't hit in this ballpark for whatever the reason. It's, ch- it's and not ch- pretend to know what that
1: is. It's a challenge. Look, they have obvious holes. I mean, I I, I guess the one guy who doesn't is Bo because of the inside-out swing and the. You know, the quick bat that he has. I mean, his holes are smaller than other guys, but there's obvious. You could go one through nine other than the two-hole hitter. One through nine or one through eight, they have obvious holes. And you could say their name out loud and name what the hole is. And if we know it, I'm sure a decent pitcher, doesn't that be a great pitcher, right? And the fastball up, let's be honest, has been a kryptonite for the entire lineup almost other than Bo. And maybe Vladdy. Vladdy likes the ball up, too, because he's got the flat swing. But I, for I, the most part, the guys that matter don't like the ball up, and that's an issue. And for whatever reason, they just had not been able to correct that. I had a coach, a visiting coach, not a manager, a
0: visiting coach last year tell me before the playoffs that the Blue Jays lineup was the easiest lineup to game plan for that they found all year. Easiest lineup. Spent less time talking about it than any other lineup. And I've got to think that this year's lineup – they're probably not wasting a great deal of time talking about it either because this year's lineup isn't as good as last year's lineup. Gill in Toronto, you're on Blue Jays Talk.
3: Hey, Kevin, Jeff, a pleasure. First time, long time. You guys do great work. Thank uh, you. I've welcome. To every show uh, and every repetitive call about the hitting coaches and Schneider's managerial <laughs> calls, etc. cetera. Um, I just want to comment on something broader and hopefully more optimistic. I was never a sports fan growing up. I was a dork, I was a reader, I participated too much in middle school theater. But I really feel like I gravitated toward baseball around the 2015 season, obviously a famous season, uh, because of the narrative of that year. And then I got hooked for life because of the inherent narrative that you can project onto a team and it's a long grind season. Now you perceive 162 games, who your heroes and your losers are, it's like a never ending soap opera with a new story arc every year, new characters, some returning cast members, et cetera. The narrative of this team this year is that they're flat, they're lost, they can't hit, and yet they're in it. And they, the Yankees are not. And they march forward, and they're still in it with five games left in the season. The Yankees are totally out, and they're going to get the Cy Young, and they deserve it. Cole deserves it. But the Blue Jays are going to, in my opinion, going to make the playoffs, uh, not the Yankees. And the last uh, two games are part of the narrative of the whole season that they suddenly stop hitting and they can't see the ball. Um, but getting shut out twice just for some reason feels optimistic to me for the next few games where I think they're just going to, I think they might win the last four games of the season. And I know that's optimistic again. But I really feel like they're going to make the playoffs. I like these kind of back and forth. Go Jays, go Jays, go Jays. Thanks so much, guys. Love listening Thanks, to you. Thanks, Gil.
0: That's awesome. Thank Gil. you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, we, we've talked about this, and Gil is right. At, at some point this year, we started hearing from guys like Kevin Gossman and and, and Chris Bassett and, you know, I think even Brandon Belt and other guys. I, I, at some point this year, I think we realized that it was pointless. Waiting for the offense to, quote, unquote, get it going mm-hmm. was pointless because there was no there was nothing to get going. Mm-hmm. Um this team is the way it is offensively. It, it's not it. This is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's September twenty seventh. Uh, they've played a hundred and fifty four games. Hundred sorry, one hundred and fifty eight games. This is what it is. It this is this team's been what it's been for months. So. This team, if it advances in, and wins in the playoffs, is going to be a team that's going to do it because its pitching's been great. It plays good defense. It plays really good defense, mm-hmm. and there's going to be some offensive, one offensive hero every night. That's essentially that will be the narrative of this team if they go if they go on a playoff run. Um, and, and and yeah, and I mean, you know, Gill's right. If you want to kind of step out the yeah. the whole the whole sports thing first of all gil if you started watching blue jays baseball in 2015 and 2016 there's a bunch of stuff that happened before 2015 some of it good ruin it i'm not i'm not but i'm not but i'm 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 just saying that if you that yeah there is as a sports fan and as you know someone who likes reading there is the whole narrative thing then if this team goes on a run in the playoffs it's going to be a great story it'll be a great narrative um it's just not going to be the narrative that we thought we were going to be writing this year when everybody was picking the Jays to win the American League. Maybe
1: it's one of those things where they're trying so hard to get into the playoffs. Once they're in, it's free and easy. You know, maybe that's it. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I mean, I, I'm sure that's what the coaching staff and the organization's hoping for. That maybe this is part of the process. So <laughs> maybe the process doesn't manifest itself until October. Every once in a while. It's, it's possible it's they don't some... want to peak.
0: You know, it's possible they don't want to peak too early. Yeah, yeah. Well said. You're not looking at me like you actually believe what I just said. No. Sam and Hamilton for the break. What's up, Sam? Hey guys. First of all, I mean,
3: obviously the last two losses really have been kind of bad since it's kind of been must-win baseball for the Blue Jays. I mean, you obviously want to clinch before the Tampa Bay series because a lot of shenanigans can happen when you're just wanting to win one game. I mean, you guys know that.
1: Yeah.
3: And so, but I just I I don't think this team's going to make the playoffs. I don't have faith in this lineup, especially at home. And I just, just the whole season has kind of been leading up to this kind of, obviously I wasn't born in 87, but I kind of do get 87 feels to this team. How this team has gone up and down, up and down, up and down. And now I feel like this is going to be the crescendo. One more middle finger to our fans, to us fans. And they're not going to hit their way to the playoffs.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know about, you see, I don't know about the middle finger Um, big payroll, Um, you know, you've got some star players, uh, you know, management's gone out and brought in guys, multi-year free agent contracts. Again, it's not like these guys, it's not like these guys aren't trying. It's just entirely possible that this lineup's not that good. And this lineup has flaws. And I've said this and I will, you know, I will say this, I will, I will maintain this. This is the lineup. There was, there was something on the table in the offseason, whether it was a signing or a trade, that fell through. Boy, I hope you're right. Because I, I so do I. <laughs> I um, right. And I'm reasonably confident in saying that because uh-huh. I really don't think anybody went into the season saying, you know what would be a good idea? Let's have Brandon Belt hitting cleanup on September 27th for us. And I'm not just laying it in Brandon Belt, but I'm saying we talked all year. Mm-hmm. This lineup, this lineup, this lineup
1: there's, there's not much going on. There's some guys that are underperforming. I mean Kirk Chapman, Correct. and you can't, and you can't like as, some...
0: as a general manager. Like Ross Atkins can't do anything in the in he couldn't do anything last winter about Matt Chapman or Vladdy Junior. Uh, underperforming this year, you can't. You can't guard against that. You can't go out in the off season and say, you know what. I'm worried that Vladdy's not going to be good. I'm worried that Matt Chapman's not going to be good. So I got to add guys that are going to give me some cover there. You just can't do it. You, As a general manager, you can't account for the fact that core players
1: have a bad year. What about the trade deadline when you don't do a ton and your lineup is what it is? It's been that way all year to think that. Chapman's going to have 40 RBIs in the second half, and Listen, glad I've, he's going to be said, an MVP candidate, and Kirk's going to, well, whatever you think Kirk's going to be, turn it around. That's what we heard, right? Process. That was trust in our the process. Yuck, all I the mean,
0: underlying number, all, everything I, said, I, if they just keep doing what they're doing, it's going to turn around. And who knows? Maybe it will. Maybe they make the play. It could be that the process, as I said, doesn't manifest itself until October 1st. I mean, maybe that's part of the plan. Mm. you know this could be rope-a-dope right could be rope-a-dope hanging against the ropes take the body blow let everybody else you know punch themselves out Mm. yeah probably not uh six nothing the yankees have beaten the blue jays they've taken the first two games of this three game series congratulations to garrett cole your 2023 cy young award winner not even close just give it to him now um again one earned run allowed this year against the blue jays was that a wild pitch I should take a look at the uh, I should take a look at the at, at the box score from that game. But Garrett Cole was awfully good. Uh, more of the same from the Blue Jays offense. Good news is they get to do it tomorrow. The good news is we're going to stick around. We're going to take a break, come back, get the more of your calls. Again, the number numbers four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star 591-888-666-0590. It's Blue Jays talk with Blair and Barker on Sportsnet five ninety the fan and the Sportsnet radio network
1: it's going to be tough right whenever you're playing at this time of year or into the postseason you know you're facing really good pitching so you know there's ways to take advantage of that whether it be get on base and use the running game like we did in Tampa or you know string some hits together or try to do some damage you know I think that you know there were some good at-bats strung together throughout the game and you know a couple balls that were just missed a couple deep counts and and just didn't really hit the pitch that we
2: should but I think going forward, it's just you know you have to continue to, for one,
1: trust the guys that are here and understand that they are a really good team, and you know you have to you have to really take advantage of mistakes is the biggest thing. So there's nights that you do it and there's nights that you don't, and the last two nights are you know the latter. It's John Schneider,
0: manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, six nothing lost to the New York Yankees tonight. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star 590 triple eight triple six zero five ninety. I've got some good news. What's here? Seattle's losing. Uh, no, they're not. Oh. They're winning one nothing over Uh-oh. Houston. Uh, the Jays will not see Tyler Glasnow, hmm. which is probably not much of a news flash since he pitched tonight. But uh, Aaron Savali will make the start Friday uh, for the Rays in uh, in uh, in in Toronto. So uh, there you go. I just uh, you know, thank heavens for small mercies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the next time the Jays see Tyler Glasnow. Could be in the playoffs. Time for the Major League Standings Watch, presented by Bet365. Download the Bet365 app and check out the latest odds for today's baseball games. 19-plus play responsibly. Ontario only. The Baltimore Orioles are moving ever closer to the American League East title. They beat the Washington Nationals Hmm. tonight uh, 4-1. And uh, don't look now, but... um, Sorry, five one. Don't look now, but Grayson Rodriguez has been awfully good down the stretch for the Baltimore Orioles. The Tampa Bay Rays, uh, the Rays won tonight, and uh, that picked up picked up their ninety seventh victory. That ties the two thousand and eight uh, AL Championship Squad Rays. Uh, so the standings are as follows: the wild card standings are as follows: the Texas Rangers uh, currently playing, but the standings are Tampa Bay. At ninety-seven to sixty-two. Toronto's eighty-seven and seventy-one. Houston eighty-six and seventy-two. They are playing Seattle. Uh, they are playing Seattle right now. Seattle's eighty-five and seventy-two. And uh, the Texas Rangers are playing the Los Angeles Angels. So Texas leading the uh, AL West. And as we said, uh, basically it, Toronto. It's either Toronto. If Toronto makes the playoffs, one of Houston, Seattle, or Texas uh, will have to fall out in order for that to happen. And I don't know who to. I mean, I don't know who to cheer for right now. I guess Seattle's half a game back. Um, would you rather have Seattle ahead of Houston, or would you rather have Houston win and Seattle stay half a game behind? I, I mean, I don't know. Six-one, half-dozen of the other, I guess, for the Blues. The most important thing is beat Luke Weaver tomorrow. Then Win uh, four in a row. You don't have to worry, about win have to worry about it. Win four in a row. You don't have to worry about it. That's right. And four in a row would give you, ho oh, 91 wins. How about that? Isn't that something? It's amazing how 91, that, that, that magic number number that always gets talked about. Ron in London, Ontario. You're on Blue Jays Hey, guys. Talk.
4: Hey, guys. Nice talking to you. Good talking to you. Um, my question, my I want to be a little bit more positive. I get it. We've had a couple of rough nights. There's no doubt about it. But when you think back to when the guys came up from Buffalo, and they, they hit so well, correct?
0: You, they did hit well. We
4: were Schneider, everybody, Horowitz, um, Clemente. Yeah, until
0: Schneider went over 26, he was really good.
4: Yeah. But you know what? He he's still hitting the ball hard. But but that's beside the point. My question is: Why are we not bringing, bringing up that hitting coach? Why right. are we not bringing up someone else to, for a different outlook for for wait, Springer wait. For, for Vladi? Vladdy? For you know, like what like my, you... Barker said last night: If your one, two, three, and four guys don't hit, you're not you're not going to win, and you're sure as heck not going to go anywhere in the playoffs.
0: So you would bring we, a guy that these guys haven't worked with up on September 27th and say, make him better.
4: Absolutely. If it were, look, look, look at that's the guy insane. that's been working, but hang on, hang on. But look at the guy that's been working, working with him. That's this ludicrous. The offense has been anemic, anemic since, since early summer. Yes. Uh, they, um, they they are, we've 10, talked,
0: we've talked about it. We know the numbers. He, we've talked about it. We've talked about the hitting him. coach. Yeah, we talked about the hitting coach. You're not bringing up a guy, your AAA hitting coach, on September 27th. And, it, I mean, this. as much as we talk about the hitting coaches, understand that Guillermo Martinez and Dave Hudges don't go in a room together and say, okay, let's come up with something. I mean, this is all a result of stats they're given, of advice they're given. It, it's, it, you know, it, it's, it's a group effort. And regardless of that, Matt Hague. Matt Hague may be a genius. I mean, Chad Matola was in the Jays organization. They let him go. He's now the pitching, the hitting coach in Tampa, and everybody's crediting him with turning that team around. I don't know. Maybe Matt Haig's here next year. Maybe Matt Hague's here next year. But the point is, you don't. Matt Hague isn't going to come up here. It's not like an offensive coordinator in football. He's not going to come up here and suddenly go to a different attack. I. I, I mean, he's just not.
4: No, no, I, and and I agree with that. That that's that's not my point. My point is, when you look at Bichette, when you when you are not sorry not Bichette. when you look at Springer, when you look at Vladdy, when you look at um, well Varsho is just a write-off to me. But any maybe there's just a tweak that somebody is missing. Maybe it's just something so simple. Like, Why don't you
0: bring Dante Bichette back? <laughs> well, well, I'm maybe sa- no, I'm-, I'm I'm saying like I, I'll tell you what I guarantee you they'd listen to Dante Bichette before they'd listen to yeah? Matt Haig. I, I I agree. I, I agree, but w- they
4: just need something to jumpstart this offense, and I they don't can't. see how that can be yeah. wrong.
0: No, Ron. Listen, I appreciate the call. They're, they're, you're not. It's not football. You're not jumpstarting the offense by changing the wide receiver and putting a different quarterback in and putting a new play
1: package in it. It's not, Kevin. Do you want an answer? Well, as every individual has their own issue, right? It's to ask a guy to come up with what four games left and think that he's going to say it in a different way than all nine or 15 other people that have been around this team and this lineup trying to figure out what the issues are and I mean if you want to, to simplify it. it's it's a hard it's a hard thing
0: if you want it's to bring a, if you want to bring Eddie and Victor Martinez in here for this weekend series and for the playoffs I'd be down with that I'd be okay with that Yeah I think
1: it's even too late for that right It's it's uh, again I think the lineup and these guys are are what they are like yep. it's it's all process driven. Uh, uh, a little. I trust mean, trust the process. You got you got to know who you are. You got to know what you're trying to do when you walk to the plate. You got to be ready to hit. And I think if you're not those three things consistently, it sort of looks like the Jays order. And I'm just not sure right now would be the right time to bring in a yeah, different voice, somebody I mean, I, else spewing it in a different way. I mean, them guys are going to roll their uh, eyes. I mean, no offense to whoever they would bring in here. It's just. Dude. Okay. it's been a long season. You've for been these in guys. a major
0: league clubhouse. September 27th, you're in the playoff spot. New hitting coach.
1: Yeah,
0: There's be, a little bit of panic there.
1: It, it'd be wow. Well, I mean, it'd be a like, tough sell. The, the panic thing is. Well, it would
0: certainly seem I mean, like panic a, to me. A grown,
1: he's a grown man. Like if you, uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's just not the right thing to yeah. do. Already Tor- yeah, us go to Artie already in not. Toronto. Hey guys, how are you?
0: We're doing well. I mean, you know, all things considered. Oh, uh, we're good. We're good. They're in the playoffs. Damn it, they're in the playoffs. Why doesn't it seem like it? I had someone ask me today, why does it seem like the Jays are in last place? Why does it seem like they're where the Yankees are or where the Red Sox are? And I said, blame it on Barker. Go ahead.
5: In all honesty, when you look at this team from its inception, and I'm going to say inception was 2020, we took hitting for granted. We really did. I mean, this organization, mm-hmm. they had a team, staff, nine players in 2021. And yep. we hit the world. Like, we were it because they were young. The core was fundamentally, you didn't think they were flawed at all. The sky's the limit. I mean, the jump. Playing in minor league ballparks. Yeah, like, every, I mean, there was no stress. The guys were fluid. It was, they loved playing for each other.
0: The jacket was there. I believe, in 2021, 2022. I can't remember. I
1: love jackals. the jacket.
0: I miss the jacket. I think sense. they should. You know what? Never mind Matt Haig. Hey, bring the damn jacket back this weekend. It's not happening. The I
5: jacket! <laughs> but, uh, no, like, so we took it for granted, and, and then we started taking away from our team, and now they're just ending up, like, chasing their own tails the management because what they're doing is our pitching, especially our bullpen, cost us playoff appearances. And pretty Mm -hmm. much cost us the win last year, so yes, I mean we can easily pick on management as far as you know Schneider and obviously Montoya. They're not the cream of the crop, like they're just not. And we've seen that again and again and again. But at least in Atkins, from Atkins' perspective, if you're a fan and you're looking at Atkins, he had it in like he had the hitting team on his palm of his hands. He got the pitching by paying money for it. It's the bullpen that got him trading Tiesco Hernandez away, got him, uh, you know, g- getting Varsho, and then getting rid of Lourdes Goriel. Instead of just giving away prospects to get these guys, we ended up taking away from our major league roster. That, that, is, is, the true. Difference. that is true. Those two guys, right, because it also has a domino effect, right? If they're hitting, the rest of the team clicks. And also in Atkins' defense, Did he think that Alec Manoa and Matt Chapman will forget how to walk? Like there is no way that you cannot foresee that. So, I mean, it was so close, and we just instead of
0: doing the Kawhi Leonard move, we went the opposite way. And it just
5: mind-boggling. Yeah, yeah, thanks
0: for the call. No, thanks for the call, already. You know, I mean, you, you made a bunch of good points. I've often wondered, what if 2021 was as good as it gets? What if that was the year? Could it get better? What if that was the year for this team when they had Semyon? And what if that was the year for this team? I don't know. I, I mean, I've just, I, I've, I've, you know, was there something that could have been done at the trade deadline that year to get them over the top? Man, I'm not going to look all the way back at 2021 yeah, it's because a bit I mean they're they're, that's, in a,
1: they're in a playoff spot. That's right That's, right now.
0: that's double hindsight with four games. Left. That's double hindsight. But listen, uh, you know, to the caller's point. Uh, I mean, gosh, we've gone over the the Guriel uh, Junior deal and 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 the Teoscar Hernandez deal. Um, The Teoscar Hernandez deal was, you know, a matter of a couple of things. One, he wasn't going to re-sign here. Uh, That was obvious. Talks never got any traction. Two, um, I I can tell you, uh, I mean, I've been told that, you know, they talked to other teams. There just wasn't a lineup for Teoscar's services. I think the Jays aren't the only ones that are surprised that Teoscar's having the year he had in Seattle. Now, the Gurriel Jr. and the Moreno deal – Uh, Again, Gabriel Moreno, he wasn't going to be here this year unless Danny Jansen got hurt. Obviously, with Danny Jansen getting hurt, he would have been here now. Um, If he had stayed in the Blue Jays organization, I can guarantee you he would have been playing some infield as well as catching. So we'll leave that aside. And, um, you know, I, I think the Jays' plan was to improve run prevention. And the way to do that was to get better defense in your outfield. They wanted to move George Springer to right. They wanted to bring in somebody who was a superior defensive center fielder in Kevin Kiermaier. And I think when they bought in Dalton Varsho, I don't think the Jays would say this, but they they traded for Dalton Varsho in a perfect world. They hit in the bottom of their order this year and be their everyday center fielder next year because they're not going to re-sign Kevin Kiermaier. So I keep getting back to this. It seems to me that this was a this was a lineup that's been missing a piece since day one. And if that piece is here, and Dalton Varshow is doing something that's a little more, if expectations had been a little more realistic for him at the start of the year,
1: maybe things would be better. I mean, Kevin, I think you're on the, the same page. Yeah, they're underperforming. I mean, they expected George Springer to be a 30 and 90 guy. They expected Vladdy to be a 40-plus, a 120-plus guy. They expected... Uh, Uh, Matt Chapman to be an 80 RBI guy. They expected Alejandro Kirk to be close to a 300 average guy. Like, are any of those guys that? No. So that, that is, for me, when you got four guys that you really counted on because you wanted to go out and prevent runs in the outfield because of the way it looked when your season ended last year. I mean, I again, I I'm the first one to blame. Point the finger. I mean, I I thought they should have done more uh, at the trade deadline. Like it was right in front of you. I understand the teams that you were trying to to go and get the players were not trading them, but but it's when, up to you to make them. Trade there you them. go. You figure it out. You're it like is. you you do more than what you did, which is nothing. Like that's that for me is what they didn't do. So you can point the finger there, but. I mean, for me right now, it's the players. Like, I, I get what everybody's saying, and they need that, and they need the cleanup hitter, and they traded this. And if the four guys I just mentioned is exactly what they were counting on, did those numbers, they would be, I would think, a little bit better off than they are today. But we still have to remember after they're almost, they're what, 15th in baseball and run score, they're in a playoff spot. I, <laughs> Ron in Toronto, That's
0: take us bad. home. Take us home, Ron.
6: Boys, these guys have got less runs, sorry, less hits than the Yankees have run so far this series. Uh, I go back to the Kansas City series a few weeks ago when they were just, they couldn't hit. And thank God that pitcher couldn't throw all of a sudden. I was hoping <laughs> something like that would happen again tonight. This team can't hit the ball. For contact, and it's frustrating. Like one through nine, they can't put the bat on the ball. You're sitting with bases loaded yesterday with Laddie up there, and he was watching three pitches go by. Come playoff time, yeah, pitching wins. I get it, guys, but you still got to hit the ball. The difference between this team and 2015 is one thing, guys. The 2015, you knew at any point in time, the boys, Joey Bats or Eddie, was going to smash one and that game is going to change, whether it's tied up or we got the lead or whatever it may be. And we have no hope of that here now, and we have no hope of getting guys on base, creating runs by stealing them, bunting them over, whatever the case is. So even if they make the playoffs, mark my word, guys, they're out round one. They've got zero hope. I don't care if Gossman throws eight innings, nine innings, a shutout ball. This team ain't scoring a run.
0: Have a great night, guys. Thanks, Ron. And with that optimistic note... (laughs) We shot, I
1: mean, I mean, what can you say, Ron? They is, get uh, lots of traffic. They struck out five times tonight. Striking out, it's not their issue. It's the quality of the at bat with a dude standing at second. That that's everybody talks about passing the baton. They don't like that's the quality of the stuff. And when you don't have length in your lineup, looks that way. They get a bunch of people on base. Like they didn't punch out tonight. Only five times. That's, I mean, there wasn't. A, they didn't
0: get a bunch of people on base tonight. But you're no. right. They, they normally
1: uh, they do. That's not the issue. It's they get enough traffic. It's just when they get the traffic, <laughs> they leave the traffic
0: there. And you'd think a team in Toronto <laughs> would know how to handle traffic. Boy, hey, you you'd think that. of all the cities in the world. You've been waiting. This all team, year to say I that. have been waiting all year to say this. I was going to try to work in maybe that there's something going on with construction or there's road work that's preventing them from achieving from reaching their ultimate goal, but that would be... Hey, they're still in the playoff they would, spot. They're still in a, Hang that off. Oh, damn it. They're still in the playoff spot. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. And until, you know what they say, as long as you're in a playoff spot, you're not out of the playoffs.
1: There's that education at work. Mm-hmm. It
0: is. University of Manitoba education. 6 nothing. The New York Yankees have beaten the Toronto Blue Jays. Congratulations to Garrett Cole on winning the Cy Young Award. Hopefully he'll think of the Blue Jays when he goes up to receive it because God knows they've... Had a big, big, big stake in him winning it. We'll get to do this again tomorrow. Blair and Barker from 5 to 7 Eastern on Sportsnet 590, the fan of Sportsnet. Blue Jays talk following a game tomorrow night. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. While the team makes a push for the postseason, make sure you are prepping your ride for cold weather with Crown, Canada's number one rust protection. Book your appointment today at crown.com or visit the location nearest you.